Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun, and if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership. If you've been listening to my podcast very many times, you know that I've been saying welcome back to the Far Side of Leadership. But hey, I hope that we have some new listeners out there. So if this is your first time to tune into this podcast, hey, I'm glad that you joined us and I hope you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it today, come back next week. Maybe next week will be a little bit better. Or what you can do, instead of waiting till then, go back and listen to my other episodes. I don't remember what number this is i'll find out when i get ready to put it out but i've got over a hundred episodes so go look at the titles and check them out and say well that might possibly be interesting and then check it out and if you are a repeat listener i appreciate that and if you haven't listened to all of my podcasts if you get bored you got a little time on your hands You know, we make excuses a good bit. I've got friends that say they don't have time to do this or do that. And, well, it's just a priority. You know, if you want to listen to podcasts, you're going to find time. A good bit of us still go into work. So, hey, check out the podcast. Hope hope you enjoy it. And, again, come back next, next week. And if you're so inclined, you can subscribe or follow the podcast so that you don't miss anything. But anyway, you can do what you want to do. Today's episode is called, It's Not How You Start. And if you're thinking about, is there more to that, you know the answer. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. I've got a good friend that I guess he still plays golf. I hadn't seen him in a long time, but uh, his name is Johnny. Johnny is a, or was, a great golfer 20 years ago anyway. He was a fantastic golfer, and I would assume he's probably even better today than he was 20 years ago if he has continued to play. But one of Johnny's sayings was, it's not how you drive, It's how you arrive. And the reason that he said that was because when he would hit that driver off the tee box, that ball might go anywhere but down the middle. It it was so much fun to watch Johnny play. I'm sure it was comical for him to watch me play. But Johnny would hit that ball. It might go way to the left or way to the right just before you get into the rough, but very seldom did he ever hit one in the rough, but very seldom, I may be exaggerating, but he didn't always hit it down the middle. Let me just tell you that. And then the second shot, you know, it might again go some weird place, but what would happen is the closer he got to the green where he could use a pitching wedge, He could throw that ball right up there, almost in the hole. And, of course, sometimes he would put it right in the hole. But what would happen is it's 
he was maybe, in his opinion, maybe not the best driver, but he was one of the best chippers and putters that I've ever seen. Now, I'm excluding, of course, the professionals that you see on the Masters. I mean, they are something else. But he was always scoring a great game where it looked like maybe the way he started out, he was going to shoot as high a score as me, but, but he never did that. <laughs> he never did that. But anyway, so in his case, it's not how you drive, but how you arrive. The other day was the, I think it was 148th Kentucky Derby. Now, I know that probably by now, if you didn't watch the Kentucky Derby on May the 7th, 2022, you have got to go find the two-minute clip of that race. It was unbelievable. My wife and I were watching TV Saturday, you know, getting sort of fired up, ready for the the final race of the Kentucky Derby. And then we were going out to eat, so we had to record it and had to leave like 10 minutes before the race. So the anticipation was pretty strong when we got back home to see the race. Now, I didn't have any bets on the game or on the uh, uh, on the race. Didn't know the first trainer, jockey, uh, owner, or horse, but I love watching the race. Now, I don't know how many Kentucky Derbies I've seen, probably not that many, but I'm telling you, this was the best race, Kentucky Derby race, I have ever seen, and I just have a feeling it's going to be hard to beat. And I bet every motivational speaker that's out there in the world right now is either already talking about Rich Strike is the name of this horse, okay? Rich Strike. So it's got a pretty neat name to it. But the odds of this horse winning were almost nothing. It was 80 to 1. It was a very long shot, and and I won't get into details, but it was like, you know, somebody dropped out of the race, which allowed this horse to get into the race, and this horse got into the race 30 seconds, is what I'm told and what I've heard, 30 seconds before the cutoff. If they'd waited a minute or 31 seconds, the horse would have not got in the race. The horse's number in the race was number 21. Pretty much, probably, I would guess nobody. may. I bet the owner probably had a bet on it, but the owner was probably the only one, and I don't know. Maybe there was somebody that loves to go against the odds and just say, you know, hey, every time I go to the Kentucky Derby, I bet on the one that, is least likely to win, and that was Rich Strike. And it was, I mean, you've got to go, you've got to watch it if you hadn't seen it. I'm probably going to have to go watch it again tonight after I get through doing this podcast. But Rich Strike was at the end, you know, with all, back of the pack, if you will, in the very back, 
And then all of a sudden, I don't remember exactly when, maybe after a quarter mile or something, quarter of the track, he moved in. He he sort of jumped in between a couple horses, and he's cutting lanes, if you will. And I don't know if that's the proper lingo. But he was slowly moving from one lane to the next. But as he was going from side to side, he was gaining ground. And I'm telling you what, there at the very tail end, when he made that last lane change, it was like somebody stuck him with a hot poker because he ran. He, he ran like he was running for his life. So it's not about how you start the game, the race, the job, the whatever. It's how you finish it. Now, I'll have to say this. The horse did not do that by himself. The horse had evidently, probably now they're going to say, one of the best jockeys there ever was. I mean, this jockey's never been in these big races like this. And then you've got a trainer. So the trainer working with, I don't know, with with the jockey and the horse. I mean... That's that's a team there. And then, of course, you got the owner. And what I was excited to hear after the race was when they interviewed the owner and they asked the owner, did you, and this isn't a quote, just but my paraphrase, did you think there was a chance of even winning this race? I mean, 80 to 1 odds. I mean, such a long shot. Did you think there was a chance you could win? And you know what the guy's answer was? Well, he didn't say absolutely, I don't think. But his answer was yes. We thought we could win. If we didn't think we could have won, we would not have entered our horse. We would have kept on training the horse. And I went, man, that was such a great answer. But this horse... They paid like $30,000 for this horse. Now, that sounds like a lot of money probably to you. It sounds like a boatload of money to me. But there was million-dollar horses out there, you know, and here you got a $30,000 horse running that wins the race. And I just can't wait. In another couple weeks, there's going to be another race that Rich Strike and his jockey, Sonny Leon, will be out there and I bet you this time it won't be 80 to 1 odds it's going to be so interesting to see what the odds are uh, in the next two races where Rich Strike will be there and I'm I'm just excited so if you haven't seen the Kentucky Derby for 2022 you've got to go see it but to wrap this up we sometimes start off slowly. And if we're not careful, we go, man, I'm just not getting any momentum in this sales job. I'm not getting any momentum in working out with these, you know, weights. My arms look like they did a year ago. You know, I'm not gaining muscle. Well, sometimes you just have to keep on now. You might need a trainer. You might need a coach. You might need an owner. You might need somebody, a mentor, that's going to help you to move on. But just because you start out in some 
lowly position, if you will, doesn't mean that you have to stay in that position. You don't have to stay in the back of the pack, but it's up to you to move to the front of the pack. There's a guy by the name of Les Brown. You've probably heard him, heard of him, heard him before. And if you hadn't, just go out to YouTube. He's a great speaker, fantastic speaker and author. And one of his sayings that I love is, it's not over until I win. So figure out what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And then you just keep on keeping on until you win the game. Because again, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfar.com.